Welcome to another episode of the Benjis Club where we discuss the most amazing TV shows and movies every week. So this is our first movie podcast and today we're going to talk about Joker. Uh, not obviously Heath Ledger's Joker. We're going to talk about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And I, we're going to really answer was Joker really that good or... Is it just uh, people's hype hype up? You know, I, I mean, look, look. Uh, first, first thoughts first. Um, I'm. I wouldn't like to spoil it. Okay, let's just give me a synopsis. Let me just give you a synopsis of Joker. Uh, if you haven't watched it, and you might want to watch it because of the hype that it's got, uh, especially about the acting of Joaquin Phoenix in it. So basically, uh, it's about a man known as Arthur Fleck, who is a struggling stand-up comic, uh, and uh, he's obviously a clown who walks uh, through the streets, but uh, everyone makes fun of him, and yep, he's a struggling stand-up comic, and it is basically a story of a man who, you know, who suffers through a lot of uh, men- mental health issues i mean with his parents and all and you know ultimately he becomes the villain joker that everyone knows so basically joker is a journey of a man who has his own mental health issues and i would say and it shows you the journey of a man who becomes the most you know dangerous villains of probably uh, comic book history that's the joker so it's it's probably a beautiful story but yeah the the answer still i mean the question still arises in many people's mind uh, especially the critics and who sort of rate movies on a legitimate uh, basis that was it was the joker really good so yeah that's the basic synopsis of this movie if you want to watch it you can uh, you can definitely do it's uh, it's probably going to be out on many uh, platforms such as um, Netflix and Amazon Prime or maybe uh, some other platforms so yeah jokers are, jokers a worth watching movie and yep uh, if you haven't watched it please do so and now we give you the spoiler alert tag and we we'll, we are going to start discussing about the joker so was it was it really good so my initial thoughts were look story wise i didn't i didn't feel like wow what a story what a what a piece of art what a, what a, what a great movie I've, I have seen and stuff like that for me joker was more a performance oriented movie wherein um, you know Joaquin Phoenix you know i think we, everyone needs to applaud him for his performance in this movie and the way he sort of transformed himself into this role uh, physically and mentally is, is just exceptional and obviously when you sort of play this sort of a role uh, like the joker you know you 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 know it affects you mentally as well i mean uh heath ledger if you don't know his story many of you definitely do but heath ledger when he played the the famous joker in the dark knight uh he sort of got rejected uh in his auditions uh, uh and he was 
he was told by the director or someone like that uh, that you will ne- you will never be fit to play joker and you're not a good joker and heath ledger said to him that give me a month's time uh, i'll be- become the best joker you'll ever see and he locked himself apparently in a hotel room with all all the stuff uh, like food and water and stuff and after a month's time he came out with that proper joker look that you all know uh, who heath ledger is and definitely heath ledger will definitely go down as the best joker ever but uh, fair play to walking phoenix i think it, it he himself admitted that uh, mentally it was very uh, challenging for him to sort of play joker but i think uh, he's very uh, done just justice to uh, heath ledger's amazing uh, legacy and he's probably carried his legacy uh, like many people do and i think yeah he's definitely better than uh, those sidekick jokers that you get to see in the likes of uh, suicide squad or talk about um, those batman movies that did not include christian bale uh, those bullshit batman movies that i never liked uh, apart from the christian bale uh, christian bale ones but yeah walking phoenix i think definitely deserves an oscar nomination maybe a win as well but i think he was exceptional i think uh, his his performance itself ran the whole movie and the the point that i found interesting in joker was people people call it as a masterpiece or a piece of art just because some of them sort of pretend that they can relate with the mental health issues that uh, walk like arthur fleck in the movie suffered and uh, you know just because they could relate to it they just uh, started applauding and you know sort of thought that yeah this is an this is an amazing movie and people will absolutely love it and stuff but uh, for from a neutral perspective who just watches a movie like uh, others do just for entertainment I, i didn't necessarily think this movie had a wow element in it the story was quite simply written i think and it was basically the way uh, the performances were implemented uh, and i think Joaquin Phoenix did that really really well and yeah uh, in terms of watching this movie i think people could definitely watch this uh, like probably once or twice and i think they'll they'll probably like it but it isn't for me as far as the story is concerned it's not the wow kind of story that you get it's just about walking phoenix's performance so yeah i've got madhav with me uh, so yeah madhav uh, uh, what what are your initial thoughts i mean what, what do you, what did you think about joker as a movie i mean like did you love the story and stuff and yeah what are your thoughts just get on with it hey hey there himan first of all a year back when the film joker was announced i was like is it really necessary to make a standalone joker movie and that too without the legendary heath ledger in it so uh, initially the dev- during the production of this movie i felt it was just an unnecessary addition to the failing dceu so uh, i had little hopes but when the first teaser uh, dropped i mean the first teaser trailer for joker dropped and a jaw dropping performance from walking phoenix phoenix uh, something hit me up i thought this must be something and it it intrigued me uh, it uh, an interest grew in me that uh, maybe this movie might do something and guess what it has turned a mon- monstrous monumental masterpiece a blockbuster first r rated american movie to make a billion dollars and that too without a china release i mean that's something quite special i mean uh, yes the audience did love it the reception towards the movie was really good and talking about 
my views on the movie i felt joker is an artistic masterpiece not a cinematic masterpiece it's an artistic masterpiece like yep. from the smoke smoke filled streets of gotham to the haunting background music to walking phoenix's famous psychotic laugh uh, joker had the elements to be a film more than an, uh, a film which is quite artistic rather than viewing it from a story point of view i mean like <clears throat> right from the first frame when you are introduced to the character like start developing an affinity towards himself and uh, not particularly relate to yourself but uh, just like it he's just a normal character walk, wandering towards the streets for a job to make a living to earn his bread and the problems faced by him the men, his problems and the problems that he has to face due to external factors i mean that's something which in in a studio like warner bros i mean that's quite something different so that's why this movie uh, for its short run time of 2 hours has kept me hooked till the end and especially that climax part man last 20 minutes i guess that that yeah. was like totally amazing so yep. i guess <clears throat> and talking about the performance of wakin phoenix that guy deserves an oscar i mean <clears throat> his transformation to his physical transformation and his mental transformation that psychotic laugh that stay and i mean oh, what a performance that was definitely one of a kind yep yep i think uh, as far as the run time of the movie is concerned uh, i think um, it was obviously to us but i heard that the uh, when they obviously uh, showed the initial cut to a test audience it was about a two and a half hour movie and then uh, when they released it uh, officially i think uh, they cut short half an hour of the movie and uh, i still remember when i sort of told my mates about uh, the half an hour being cut from this movie they were like uh, I, i mean i hadn't watched the movie till then uh, they had and i told them that half an hour of the movie had been cut and they literally uh were left stunned and uh they they were, their eyebrows got raised because obviously they they said to me uh what could have happened in that half an hour i mean i can i can't even imagine what uh, what a great movie it was i mean like yeah the reaction for it i think was a bit exaggerated i mean i still don't know i mean it's purely based on opinion for me uh, i think uh, i i still don't get why people sort of relate to it so much but yeah I still agree that uh, some of the parts of the movie, just like the climax, like you said, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance is out of the question. It's amazing, uh, and yeah, the climax. Uh, we are obviously going to talk about the story uh, in depth, but yeah, the climax was great. Uh, it is probably shocking, and uh, the end was uh, very questionable and open-ended ending. And obviously, it's going to be uh, covered in Joker too. I think uh, the the which I think Todd Phillips. has probably announced and probably hinted at uh and yeah i think joker as a film i would say is uh just like you said it is an artistic a masterpiece um artistic block but uh, artistic great watch i would say not a masterpiece exactly but yeah walking phoenix definitely stands out and i probably would say it like a more 100 more times on this podcast because he was actually great but yeah some of the some of the Uh, parts of the movies i thought were weird uh but in terms of story it wasn't like a really uh you know out of the box story that you know people thought 
maybe this is an amazing story and maybe this is a story that uh, is is very unique and stuff like that so yeah that's what i felt so what do you want to say um being a superhero fanatic since when i was a child uh, most of the superhero routines used to be like aliens used to attack a place or there used to be a strong threat to a superhero which which makes him like realize his inner powers his inner strength and uh, ultimately ends up with the same thing like the hero defeating the villain while coming to joker and that too from a failing studio like dcu under the pressure of warner bros i mean uh, this was a perfect setup to launch a villain uh, launching a villain like the joker was really tough i mean if you look at tim burton's joker he had a chemical backdrop backstory and chris nolan's joker that uh, there wasn't a specific backstory shown to about him but uh, knowing the backstory of one of the greatest comic book villains and handling it with such depth was like really hard and in that in that league joker successfully enters i mean like joker tops that list like uh, talking about the story point of view yes it might seem uh, routine and mundane but uh, uh, in the current era of superhero movies i guess this one definitely raises a revolution in terms of storytelling and the development of the main character yeah. and one thing i hated absolutely uh, one thing that i absolutely hated about um, you know people some of the people watching joker is that uh, some people watched it like a one off movie a, a stand alone movie i mean uh, no i don't think a large majority of them like sort of connected and sort of found uh, connections with this movie i mean uh, for example um, if you remember uh, up just after the climax scene uh, there's a scene where bruce wayne's parents got killed and uh, that's where uh, martha wayne's uh, you know uh, necklaces uh, you know uh, necklace falls apart uh, after she gets killed and that scene was obviously a call back to batman vs superman dawn of justice where bruce wayne uh, remain uh, remembers his uh, past and stuff like that so yeah there are a, a hell lot of connections and obviously we're going to talk about the interesting theories which will probably make us even more connected uh, with the wide dcu as such uh, you know uh, with the with the likes of the existing dc characters uh, and their storyline uh, so yeah i think i i sort of hated uh, not hate exactly but i i sort of felt it's unfair uh, if someone sort of watches a movie uh, just like a standalone movie and like doesn't connect to it if like it's got a, a, a whole you know a prequel and probably a not a prequel exactly but it's got connections uh, to movies and it sort of uh, culminates and you know combines at the end so yeah that's what i felt when i was watching joker what, what what do you think i mean currently joker is a standalone movie it's got like uh, the producers have said it isn't directly related to any of the dceu movies currently and robert pattinson the new batman has also confirmed that uh walking phoenix and robert pattinson won't be meeting in the batman or the upcoming batman sequels so currently joker is was at least a standalone movie till yeah, you can't, you can't uh, necessarily say that when you sort of uh inter- like put in a direct scene of uh one of the dc movies like the batman vs superman dawn of justice uh like when you sort of put that sort of a a uh, direct scene into that movie i don't think you, you can sort of call it a standalone so 
I mean, uh, the timeline of Joker also differs because uh, when uh, Tim Burton's Batman released around in 1980 or 1990, uh, it it shows that the Joker, whose actual name was Jack Napier, kills Batman's parents, and he uh, has a chemical accident which leads him to become the Joker and the Batman's sworn enemy. But uh, this didn't necessarily show that the Joker. I mean. Indirectly, it was the Joker who killed Martha and Thomas Wayne. But uh, the thing here is, uh, Joker created a mob, a revolution, like which was related to something in the Dark Knight. So yeah. currently, it's still a standalone film, and I guess uh, it's best if it remains such without get getting connected to the current DCU movies or the ones. In- yep. Uh, like I would like kind of agree, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, like as as far as uh, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, performance and his uh, you know the way he portrayed that role, uh, if you consider that in uh, into the equation, then I think yeah, uh, it, you can say that probably it should remain as a standalone movie. But the way that they sort of ended the movie, I mean, I I still I know for a fact that uh, more than uh, 30 to 40 percent of the people who actually are core uh, you know superhero superhero movie fans they watch obviously all the mcu and the dcu stuff all like more than 30 30 to 40 percent of those fans you know after they watched the movie they uh, i know for a fact that they sort of loved it even more uh, when they sort of um, you know, sort of remembered uh, scenes from Joker and they sort of related, not related exactly, uh, but they sort of connected those uh, incidents uh, to the wider DCU uh, as such. And uh, then they sort of started expecting more exciting things to come. So, yeah, I think uh, if, if you consider that into the equation, then I think Joker should probably connect and it will eventually connect to the wider uh, DCU as such uh, in the moment but I think yeah, uh, as far as Joaquin Phoenix's performance and the way he sort of tried and uh, you know ran ran the story as an actor I think uh, maybe it should have been a standalone movie uh, where it could have just ended uh, in a very tragic, not a tragic but a a good way to end uh, Joker's plot like uh, his past and just a glimpse of what you know uh, what happened and what we know as fans you know so yeah what do you think i mean uh, considering it to have ties with the extended dcu i mean uh, we've seen in suicide squad how bad jared leto's joker was i mean yeah, that was exactly. a hell of a i mean that that was completely wasting a wonderful character so uh, considering the timelines and the movies that have fit in between i guess joker really does work well as a standalone film and I don't really know much about the upcoming sequels but having it as a standalone movie with a perfect open ending whether Arthur, I mean Arthur is already a monster or at least the mob has created him into a monster. So uh, and we know that the Joker is a monster, I mean he's he's the face of chaos in Gotham. So uh, the ending of Joker was justified, I mean it was good for a standalone movie because uh, the way Arthur's character developed from a street wimp to leader of the mob to a person who kills Franklin, Murray Franklin, 
on his yeah. show during like yeah. i mean uh, considering that uh, that's like it's 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 got a perfect ending yeah uh, i think i pretty much agree with you on that and yeah uh, so let's just sort of get into the uh, depth of joker yep so um getting into the story of joker i mean like we have this we had this all discussions yeah uh, one thing more before we start this when you were mentioning uh, about uh, the murray franklin um, i mean murray franklin uh, on his show i think that sort of uh, was so relatable when walking phoenix went uh, on to the jimmy kimmel show and uh, the jimmy fallon show and yeah he went to a lot of shows for uh, the promotion of joker and that was sort of uh, that was sort of uh, you know a sort of a call vaccine i mean uh, it was more like uh, walking phoenix was sitting on the show and the host were quite scared about watching joker so yeah that was a call back um, yep so other if you could just uh, mute your microphone that would be better right for some time yeah. okay cool um so getting into the story of joker uh, i think uh, pretty much uh, it hasn't like really got a great depth in it but yeah uh, it's kind of good so basically it's it's set around in the 1980s and there's this guy known as arthur fleck uh, who is obviously the protagonist of the joker in this movie uh, slash the antagonist if you want to call him uh, and he's an aspiring stand up comic and he lives with his mother penny um in gotham and gotham's obviously uh, it doesn't actually exist uh in the real world but yeah uh, those comic book fans and uh, hardcore batman watches know uh, gotham um as the, the place uh, where batman you know stays so yeah gotham uh, gotham's rich class society uh, is obviously filled with a lot of crime and unemployment and it obviously leaves a sex segments of uh, po- population uh, disfranchised and you know, people are a lo- lot more impoverished so arthur uh, arthur fleck basically suffers from a mental disorder that uh, you know sort of causes him to laugh a lot i mean uh, if you look at the movie he uh, sorts of laughs a lot and he is not able to control that laugh and that's an actual disorder i mean i've seen videos of people who can sort of who sort of laugh at any random moment in time and they can't control their laughs and yep and uh, a huge credit to uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, the way he produced those laughs on screen that was absolutely great uh, that i felt and uh, yeah uh, he sort of re- receives medication for them but uh i think th- then then obviously uh, the medication part obviously uh, gets revealed in the later part of the movie so yeah at the start of the movie uh, so bc arthur fleck uh, sort of promoting uh, one of the brands as a clown on the road and then then some people come and rob him and they hit him and arthur sort of uh, gets very depressed and he goes home and uh, he sort of invites his neighbor who was uh, her name is sophie and she's a single mother and they sort of begin dating uh, as far as i remember and uh, then you know arthur arthur is a very weird man he sort of uh, gets pissed off at his life and he sort of thinks that the world's very cruel and you sort of get to see this 
really uh, sort of relatable dialogue i put that in quotes because uh, not all can relate but some i don't know for what reason do uh, you know quotes like my hope my death earns more sense than my life and something like that and yeah so he basically sort of starts getting a bit more negative and uh, in the in the meantime he sort of uh, buys a gun um, from one of the one of the people around uh, in Arthur's area so that he ever sa- sort of gets robbed he could probably shoot them and something like that so he gets a gun and he sort of enters a children's hospital and the clown uh, clown get up and the gun falls uh, out of his pocket and uh then arthur's obviously question uh, questioned uh, not arthur exactly exactly so the guy who sells the gun to arthur uh sort of is questioned um whether he sort of sold arthur the gun or not and then uh, you know there's a lot of chaos and stuff like that and then uh, arthur arthur's probably fired from his job and he's probably walking depressed and he sort of gets into a train and uh, there in this train there are a female pa- there's a female passenger i think uh, who sort of uh, is getting harassed by some businessman and you know uh, and arthur on the sidelines is just sitting and he starts laughing which is obviously a disorder and yeah as soon as he starts laughing these people sort of uh, come in uh, hit him and arthur takes his gun off and he shoots all these three men and as soon as this incident happens um he the, you know the whole city gets into chaos i mean uh these murder the, the murders that arthur commits they are condemned by uh the billionaire a mayoral uh, candidate uh, known as thomas wayne who's obviously bruce wayne's father uh batman uh, and people uh, and he labels uh, those envious uh, uh, envious people as clowns and you know there's a lot there's a lot of protests and club chaos going on in the city uh, when all the incidents of arthur killing those people uh, at the train happens and stuff like that um so basically uh, so the gotham police is sort of trying to find uh, the the person who sort of killed them and uh, you know in in the meantime people are sort of protesting against uh, uh thomas wayne and and the and the and the people uh, who apparently did those murders and stuff like that and in the meantime arthur sort of um, gets away with it because he's obviously in the joker get up obviously in that moment and uh, he uh, he just goes home and he so- sort of tries and uh, calm himself down and he sort sort of starts and concentrating on a stand up career which is actually very uh, depressing and not so successful uh, but he's obviously highly inspired uh, by someone known as Murray Franklin who's a TV show host uh, on on a late night show and he calls celebrities uh, and he interviews them and th- that's basically uh, like the Jimmy Kimmel's and the Jimmy Fallon's and the Stephen Colbert's that you have in this current uh, generation so yeah, uh, shout out to uh, robert de niro who played uh, murray franklin uh, uh, so yeah he's highly inspired by murray franklin and he obviously wants to meet murray uh, sometime but then uh, arthur sort of gets to uh, uh, 
represent his stand up skills in front of people and all and he sort of uh, screws it up and all and people start uh, you know throw, uh, make mocking him and making fun of him and all and arthur gets even more depressed and stuff so uh, you know in the meantime you know arthur sort of uh gets more depressed with his life and he uh sort of wants to take revenge and you know vengeance out of on these people who sort of mock him and stuff and in the meantime uh his mother tells him that uh he's probably an ad- adopted son not an adopted son but he's uh, like a bastard to thomas wayne and thomas wayne is his actual father and he sort of married his mother and left uh, left her for uh, left her for some reason and uh, stuff um and you know arthur fleck sort of uh, gets angry and pissed off about it and he straight away goes to the wayne mansion where he meets bruce wayne uh, batman i was the only one uh, in the theater who sort of gave a howl when uh, uh, bruce wayne the young bruce wayne sort of told his name and uh, arthur fleck uh, obviously pulled his cheeks so yeah that was an iron ironic and iconic moment i would say uh, but yeah so he goes to thomas and he uh, sort of uh, you know tells he, he sort of delivers some bullshit lines that why can't you just give me some warm dad and all and all that and it's funny how he he gets into wayne mansion so easily and uh, you know things like that and that makes you feel weird but yeah he gets into the wayne mansion sort of argues with uh, uh, thomas wayne and thomas wayne tells him that your mother's lying you're actually uh, not my son she's she's also i think your stepmother and something like that and uh, uh, so so basically thomas wayne tells him the truth that he's not his mother was lying and uh, he gets angry and then he finds out that his mother was probably uh, uh, you know mixing some like giving him the wrong medication which was probably not helping his uh, mental condition and disorder and he absolutely gets angry he goes to the hospital and he sort of kills his mother who's actually admitted at that point in time so he kills his mother which is again uh, again a very you know very disturbing and then uh, he sort of starts he's he mentally starts becoming unstable and he sorts of uh, he sort of uh, starts losing his good side and he uh, this is this is the part where he sort of enters the transition of becoming the the joker the villain that the world knows and the good inside the, the man arthur fleck sort of starts dying uh, as a person and uh, yeah in the meantime he sort of murders some people and uh, uh, mary franklin just like i mentioned uh mocks uh arthur fleck uh, publicly uh, uh on a show on on one fine day and uh, he sort of mocks him with one of his stand up clips that was a that was an art of fail and he decides that mari frank mari franklin decides that he would call arthur uh, on a show live and he could mock him there so that he could get good tips and stuff like that so uh arthur sort of uh sees this as a very good opportunity to sort of meet his uh role model that he once used to consider uh mary franklin and then he obviously is in search of answers of why mary franklin sort of mocked him and stuff like that so in the meantime uh, the chaos in gotham obviously increases and 
people start killing and stuff like that and uh, police chase uh, Arthur in the meantime uh, because they accuse him and stuff like that and Arthur finally goes to the Murray Franklin show that he probably always aspired to be on and um, uh, Arthur and Murray start having a conversation and on the show Arthur Fleck introduces himself to the audience as Joker and he addresses himself in the typical Joker look which uh, obviously is iconic i would say and um, as the show goes on uh, you know arthur is obviously sitting with uh, another lady who is a celebrity i think and at the end of the show arthur just picks a gun out of his pocket and shoots mary franklin in the head which was absolutely shocking uh, and one of the turning points of the movie and i would say the climax and uh, there's, then there's this chaos and people start running away and arthur's arrested and uh, the whole city who is is in protest and chaos so, sort of they enrage even more and they start uh, coming on the streets and uh, co- start causing even more chaos and there's a whole distraught in gotham and there's a whole uh, mob that you know act like clowns and sort of they, they sort of start produ- uh, you know causing destruction in the city and Arthur's obviously in the police uh, in police custody and in the meantime all the people who are in protests and stuff like that they go and uh, two of those people go and kill Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne Bruce Wayne's parents and Bruce becomes a lonely child and uh, those people even kill the police and um, get Arthur out of custody and that's where the iconic scene where uh, Arthur Fleck uh, aka the Joker sort of uh rises onto the occasion uh, like the joker on the police car that he was arrested in and then he puts up his joker I- iconic joker smile and yeah he basically converts a whole mob of people into clowns and people who sort of cause chaos and that's the actual point where uh Joaquin Phoenix uh, sorry not Joaquin Phoenix Arthur Fleck transitioned into joker the villain that we all know so that that all happened and uh in the end we see Arthur Fleck uh in the start of the movie he's seen uh, having a conversation with one of the psychi- psychiatrists or something like that and at the end of the movie we see Arthur Fleck again in a white room having a conversation with a similar looking woman but with some white hair uh and he's probably telling her his story and something like that and she asks him uh uh what uh, uh what happened then next and something like that uh, he's he, Arthur Fleck so, sort of starts laughing and she asks him uh, what happened and he uh, smokes a cigarette and he sort of tells her uh, even would I, even if i tell you you wouldn't get it and stuff like that and then we see Arthur walking out of the room and uh, his footsteps are red which apparently indicates the fact that he sort of killed that lady as well so that's the end of joker that was how it panned out and the ending was the most interesting part for me because uh there were two ironies in this one when joker uh and when arthur fleck uh sort of gets out of that police custody uh, when uh, thomas wayne and uh, martha wayne were killed uh, there was this iconic irony that was uh, quoted by someone that when the city uh, is in the darkness and there's chaos it's time for the dark knight to rise so it's it perfectly sort of suited the irony of batman and the the rise of the dark knight so very good uh, i think uh, 
reference i would say to that and the most important and important and the most uh, exciting uh, uh, what do you say uh, theory interpretation scene in the whole movie was the last scene where he was sitting in the white room with the lady uh, that he is talking to and uh, you know many people have interpreted it in many ways so yeah uh, madhav have been uh, uh, like kept you on pause for a long time so yeah what do you think of the last scene firstly before i give my thoughts on it so as you've seen many theories about the joker and its ending uh, one theory that has catched many of the people's attention was that uh, joke uh, arthur fleck who turns out to be the joker has imagined most part he narrates the doctor at the end yes, so exactly. uh, actually the uh, the film joker it's highly and heavily inspired by two classic scorsese films taxi driver and the king of comedy i mean it's more related to the king of comedy which ironically sta- stars robert de niro as a struggling stand up comedian who, oh, who oh. idolizes who idolizes a tv host like just like his wow. character murray franklin that's, that's pretty ironic i didn't know that yeah so yeah uh, it takes inspiration from the king of the comedy where a spoiler alert to everyone who hasn't watched it so what happens in the king of comedy is that uh, the film ends in a similar fashion like how joker ends i mean uh, this guy kidnaps his idol and uh, he demands that he has to be uh, live on his show for a night so that he can perform his stand up material so that people would watch it and as he does it he in uh, gradually gets arrested and the last scene which is shown is that he's out of jail and he performs his first solo act with a huge gathering of people around him waiting for him cheering for him howling for him as he starts giving his uh, performance so the thing was that uh, there's a scene a particular scene in joker which many of you might have remembered that arthur in in, in the first act in, in the initial scenes Arthur is seen with his mother watching uh, the Murray Franklin show on TV yeah, while yeah, Arthur yeah. Uh, sitting in his room suddenly transitions into the live TV studio. Yeah. So uh, and it initially turns I mean it in turns out that he was imagining it. Uh, yeah. Something similar does happen in the film The King of Comedy where uh, Robert De Niro imagines that he's in that studio uh, talking with his idol Jerry Maguire. Uh, so, uh, from this, we can say that uh, Joker is inspired by the King of Comedy. And uh, the other thing is that uh, the the three times when a clock, a specific clock, has been highlighted in the movie, which shows the same time, exact same time. So many people who have rewatched the movie ha- have been claiming that. since uh, it it's a, it's a signal that shows that arthur might have been imagining this thing yeah and yep. uh, in my opinion in my uh, i mean uh, what i consider did happen was that uh, arthur kills mare as he is being escorted by the police in their car uh, that's where the actual story ends and whatever arthur tells the woman i mean uh the mob breaking the police car and bringing him out while he stands on that wipes the blood off with a smile and dances on the car that that might have been uh, you know uh, created improvised by arthur fleck while he is talking with that psychiatrist so 
the movie originally ends or arthur's story originally ends where he is being taken away by the police for the murder of the three gotham employees and murray franklin but arthur uh, i mean uh, his condition of being del- delusional it uh, it does raise questions that he might have been uh, telling this i mean making this up and telling to the psychiatrist yep yeah there are a whole lot of interpretations like some people said that um the story actually ended where uh, sort of uh, arthur sort of shot them and uh, shot those people with his gun in the train and that's where he sort of got arrested and from that point in time he was uh, there arrested uh, in the police custody and as time passed by arthur sort of made the rest sort of the story in his mind but obviously that uh, sort of contradicts again to the thing that uh, when martha the martha wayne killing scene and the thomas wayne killing scene was real uh, i would say because uh, it happened for real uh, some 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 of the people of the mob uh, sort of went and killed them because uh, that scene was shown uh, in the dawn of justice so i would say that i, I pro- probably wouldn't say that scene was made up my theory and uh, the theory that i think i've read uh, online uh, and i i i pretty much agree that that would be my theory was that all the all the things that arthur said to that woman actually sort of happened uh mm-hmm. but but after that uh, bat sort of it's batman in the future who sort of bruce wayne batman uh, bruce wayne turns into batman he then finds arthur fleck and he turns him into the custody and this is all happening in arkham asylum and uh, that's where uh, arthur sort of tells the story to this woman and that's how joker gets out and maybe uh, if they want to connect this to batman that's where batman will again come find arthur and maybe that, that's going to be a villain hero thing again so that was probably my theory and again uh, the 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 most iconic and the most best the best theory i've seen i would say is that uh, uh when when he says uh, I, i wouldn't i even if i told you the joke you wouldn't get it it was probably it was probably a call back to batman i mean like even if you told uh, about you know the bigger the whole the whole story is the probably the biggest joke i mean there was this yeah. theory that yes that yes. yeah about batman that uh, even if he told her about uh, the, the real part and the, about batman and stuff she wouldn't get it and we wouldn't get it because he, has, he was actually calling back to batman so that was the most yeah. interesting theory that i would say and if that actually turns out to be true i'll actually applaud for uh, whoever sort of uh, came up with that so what do you think about it sir? yeah it's actually a very interesting and a um, a good theory i mean like it does fill a lot of blanks which were left midway through the film and uh, there's also a lot of intricate detailing left in the film which which makes the audience hope for maybe something bigger or better mm. and uh, and coming to the screenplay written by Todd Phillips i mean uh, it was really one of the best adapted screenplay i mean comic book screenplays i've seen yep. in a long time yep 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 uh, like right from the opening scene we see that arthur is trying to smile even though he is not in a mood to smile and in the end while uh, the crowd the mob celebrates arthur Arthur's victory over Gotham's rich and corrupt he stands on the car dances to his favorite moves and then 
uh, one of the most iconic scenes in that movie or in film history he wipes the blood and smiles this time he smiles uh, in a way which seems very satisfactory to both arthur fleck as a person as well as to the audience who's uh, been traveling with arthur's character throughout the movie i mean uh, all his troubles uh, all his troubles are uh, related with the blood and as he wipes them out a huge smile is on his face so <clears throat> that was one of the interesting thing i found with the detailing and the screenplay yeah i think the final scene in joker in my theory is uh, set in the future many years after the flashback events of what was shown in the film uh, this is why arthur has i mean if you can see he had dark hair and he was quite stubble and uh, bruce in my theory bruce wayne is already batman just as i said and he captured joker and this is where the good part of the theory comes in uh, while in arkham uh, joker uh, has a flashback to his uh, the, to the death of wayne's and uh, he puts it together bruce bruce wayne is batman and that is why it is a joke no one else will ever understand and he just got the ultimate punchline that was the underlining part for me uh, in the theory that i have read and yeah coming to todd phillips's screenplay was exceptional uh, the way i think uh, todd phillips and wakin phoenix had their chemistry throughout this movie is uh, clearly uh, shown in the performance of wakin phoenix and i think uh, is really really great and yep uh, this uh, in terms of, in terms of cinematic aspects and all uh, didn't have like a hardcore background music and stuff like that it, it was like a dramatic film running uh, in 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 the classic old like the classic old movies and all but yeah the ending yep. is the most interesting part and people could interpret it in uh, a lot of ways and uh, talking about the future of the film we have obviously Todd Phil Todd Phillips sort of hinted or probably said it himself that he's going to develop a sequel of Joker and Joaquin Phoenix is uh, agreeing uh, to do, uh, do that and it's quite strange because Joaquin Phoenix is not that sort of an actor who sort of does uh, sequels to movies and multi multi film uh, multi film franchises and stuff like that so Yeah, what do you think about the future of Joker, and what what are your final thoughts? Joaquin Phoenix isn't a bankable star before Joker. I mean, yeah. he's made uh, highly acclaimed films like The Master, which is one of my favorite, and her uh, a movie that would never leave my mind. But uh, the yeah. thing is that he isn't much a much of a bankable star before Joker turned him into one. And and uh, while he, while his career has has many uh, indie films. Are, films that uh, were mainly contended over the awards uh, i mean it, it would be interesting to see such an actor and to do uh, i mean uh, trying to appeal doing stuff to the masses i mean yeah it, it it would be a good idea i mean considering that todd phillips has uh, something big planned for the future of uh, joker or the other dcu movies uh, that would be an interesting step to watch for yep So that's it from us from Joker I think it it was a great watch and uh, I'm sure if you haven't watched it you should uh, sort of give it one or two uh, watches and it it will be great for you I think and apologies for this week again that uh, we couldn't come up with the story that you have to hear uh, we're going to probably rename that segment and definitely going to come up with that because I think we were working on that uh, part uh, before the podcast and I, we thought that there were some issues 
bring that up on this podcast so yep uh, we will definitely try and get that on the next podcast and the next the next podcast will obviously be a tv show pod uh, tv show podcast and we have to here decide uh, we have got two or three uh, names in our minds uh, one's obviously breaking bad the greatest tv show of all time uh, and one's obviously um, peaky blinders and one's obviously uh, i would say chernobyl but we have to still decide and come up with the final uh, the final sh- and we may also have some two or three other tv shows but yeah fine we have to sort of get uh, uh, get on get on board with one that we're going to do next week and it's going to be interesting with the tv show and then and movies uh, i think we're going to we're going to slowly and steadily move to the towards the favorite part of uh, everyone's uh, interest which is obviously the Mar- marvel cinematic universe and obviously the dc cinematic universe and obviously the futures and stuff like that that's going to be even more interesting and it's going to provide a lot of content to the the channel so i hope you enjoyed the podcast make sure you listen to this uh, on platforms uh, like spotify and anchors uh, on there right now uh, obviously working on uh, i'm working on the process of getting on uh, getting it out on the more podcast and uh, you yep, check out uh, check out all about united and football my football podcast uh, it's uh, probably crossed just about a 950 plays and before the end of this year uh, uh, i would definitely like to hit 1000 overall plays on that channel so please go check that out on uh, spotify anchor google podcast apple podcast radio public overcast pocket cast a breaker cast box the pocket uh, the pocket uh, podcast app uh, listen notes and many more so yep and check uh, binges club uh, on spotify and anchor Hope you enjoyed. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast, Madhav, uh, and hope you enjoyed it as well. And yeah, see you again in the next podcast. Then. Ah uh, yes, Heman. Thank you. I've got a. We've had a great time discussing uh, one of the best movies of the year, Joker. And before uh, we'd like to sign out, there's a small thing which I wanted to share with everyone. I mean, uh, I guess not many of you have observed this in the Joker, but. in in the very first scene of the movie it's shown that arthur is listening to a news channel uh, telling about how rats have dominated gotham city and uh, there's also a scene in the initial stages of the movie where murray franklin uh, mocks it by saying that if there are rats which are killing people we need cats super cats which can kill those rats and uh, comparing this with the end what happens in the end after murray dies uh, gotham is filled with the mob i mean it's filled with people with guilt anger and uh, hungry for power so that is related to the rats while uh, at the end we see martha and thomas wayne falling to their death while a young bruce wayne is shown as they fall to their death which is the rise of a superhero our favorite superhero batman so what a ironic ending yeah what an ironic ending yeah thanks thanks everyone for listening to the podcast hope you enjoyed it yeah see you again in the next podcast then. I want you all